0: Welcome to another episode of Why Not Meditate Podcast. I'm your host, Masako Kozawa, a teacher and a student of mindfulness meditation. I am so happy that you're here. Last week, I briefly shared about me leaving years of everyday busyness behind and finally slowing down for the first time in my life. And today's guest Tanya Alayer went through a more intense version of that after years of working as a relationship therapist and a life coach she experienced a severe case of burnout so she took some time off at first she was going to take six months off and then it became six years And sometime during that six years of her journey of self-discovery, she found meditation. And in today's episode, she shares with us how meditation has helped her come out of the burnout and start coaching again. Her goal is to help anyone suffering from any mental health issues by guiding them out of their limiting beliefs that they may have been carrying with them for years or anyone who feels just stuck to not feel so alone on their journey. Her mission is to create a world where everyone recognizes their self-worth and thrives by being the best version of themselves. I've been following her daily inspirational post on Instagram since January and I am so happy that I get to share this great conversation with you today. So without further ado, please welcome Tanya Alayer. Hi, Tanya. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Hi, how are
0: you? <laughs> Good. Great. Good. So I know your story a little bit. You yeah. are a relationship therapist and life coach yes. and there's a reason why you are in that line of work and, yeah, I so. yep. and how um, you started and how it transitioned, went through phases and meditation came in at some point and it also transformed again. Can you start where, how you got into this line of work, relationship therapist and life coach?
1: Yes, absolutely. I started, I would say, I knew that I wanted to help people navigate through life Mm. with mental health issues when I was very young, honestly, very young. I didn't know how I'd go about it. So at the beginning, it felt like I needed to go to university in Quebec. That's basically what you do, you become a psychologist. And so it's kind of planned out for you. But I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling being in school for years and years and years before actually testing it out first to mm-hmm. see if I'm, I got what it takes and if it's really what I want to do and start helping people. So I started on that journey. So I went to school, did my social studies, and then I decided to kind of take a detour and I started working well, studying and working in the line of work of a delinquency. Mm. And I, I didn't know why, but I was called to do that. And I went to that school. And in my later years of that training, it was three years. I started working with kids that are living in the streets in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And I remember having great teachers, and a few of them said, you know, it's it's gonna be a rough, it's gonna be a rough time. It's gonna you're gonna see things that are gonna be challenging. And I remember thinking, I don't care, I don't care. I'm feeling called and I'm going mm-hmm. and it will be amazing. And and it was hard. It was a lot harder than I thought. Mm. And I saw suffering there that I'd never seen from my own eyes ever, mm. ever. I was so privileged in a way. I had everything that I needed always as a child. And, and I burned out. That was my first burnout. So I was 18 mm. at the time, I think, 18, 20. And How old
0: were those kids that you were working the with? The kids
1: It's a very well known organization here in Montreal. And there were some were 12. I I remember like one or two kids are 12 years old, which is a no no in Quebec. I mean, 16, you need to be in school. And so but these kids were kind of falling through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And it was up to 18. So I would say the average was probably 16, 17. And I was 20. So I wasn't That much older than them Mm -hmm. so it really hit me hard to see somebody that would I can't even imagine their conditions like I remember thinking how is this happening here we're not Mm -hmm. in Africa here how is this happening in America right and I didn't know what was happening but I knew I didn't want to go to work anymore Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I left and it was a pretty big deal because these kids have a lot of issues with abandonment and I was abandoning them. And it Mm -hmm. was not only did I feel that, but it was, it was explained to me, but I could not go into work anymore. And so that was my first burnout. So I remember then thinking, oh, I know that I want to help, but maybe not everything is okay with me also. I remember looking for a school that would help me figure this out for myself too. And that's when I found that school in Montreal also. And it was hours and hours of therapy, of looking inward. And and I was Mm -hmm. young. I mean, the average student there was about 40, 50 years old. And I was 21. But I was ready. And I was at my rock bottom. I remember thinking, if this isn't what I'm supposed to do, help people, there's nothing else that I'm built for. Mm -hmm. And so... I did that work, which was gut-wrenching. Going to that school, staying in those, in those classrooms was so hard for me because everything was scrutinized. All your defenses were seen all of a sudden. So it's kind of like all your masks are... You're being unmasked in front of loving people. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But still, and I remember finding it so threatening and realizing there's a reason why I'm so threatened. And I never stopped, basically, with that training, I just never, ever, ever stopped looking inward, trying to figure out mm-hmm. why is it so hard for me to just speak my truth? Why is it mm-hmm. so hard for me to ask for help? Why is it so and, and I mean, it kept on going, and the way life works, which is amazing, I kept finding the best schools, I kept finding the best teachers, best therapists, best books, on and on and on and on, always kind of guiding me through a soft way, like slowly guiding me through to realize,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, your your childhood wasn't as perfect as you thought
0: mm-hmm. for
1: one thing. And there's a reason why you're called to help these people that you see that are suffering because it resonates. It's mm-hmm. not just this noble thing, which Part of it can be, but really Mm -hmm. it's not. I need to connect to what is also hurting in me. I see it through your eyes and I want, Mm. I mean, if I can help you to rise above it, maybe it'll lift me up too.
0: So in a way, it was your inner child still having the unhealed wounds. You are trying to help your own inner child through helping other people.
1: Absolutely. Exactly that. It took me decades to to figure it out, mm-hmm. how lovingly you just put it. But yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. And it's it's funny because I remember thinking, I wish I also had like this dark past, you know, and I could help people. <laughs> and when I figured it out, oh, well, I do. It kind of lost all. <laughs> it was just, oh, my God, me too. I'm such a cliche. And it it was just, yeah, no, there's. There's a lot of baggage there. There's a lot of baggage. And I still have a few carry-ons, but it's nowhere near, nowhere near what it was before. I mean, I don't know that I would have done the work on myself if I Mm -hmm. wasn't this called to this level of helping other people and Mm -hmm. wanting to do that in integrity. If I hadn't had that sense of direction, knowing that it's a mission, it's a mission, right? You you know, there are people that, it kind of almost feels like There are screams that I'm called to. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. that intense. Mm -hmm. I think I would have stayed in my own suffering, at least for a much longer time, because Mm -hmm. it was so uncomfortable to even look at, but then to admit to myself, take responsibility for every time that I squandered that little child, pushed her aside just to kind of seem so all together and so perfect and so great in school. Oh God, it was just, I was an amazing student. I was mm-hmm. the perfect child. I was, mm-hmm. and people used to say, you're yeah. kind of perfect. And I remember thinking, thank you. And they kind of, no, it's kind of weird. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't think it's normal. And I remember thinking, well, isn't that what you want? I mean, it seems mm-hmm. to, because the thing is, it's its a great strategy as a child. Oh Yeah. People pleasing,
0: yeah. Being approved, yeah. Getting all the external validations. Oh yeah, I was a perfect child like that too. Yeah, (laughs) it it works. I mean, it It works works until it doesn't.
1: And when it doesn't, (laughs) right? When when it doesn't, it's over. It's over. And the anger that I had bottled up in inside of myself, the frustration, and all of Mm -hmm. that—that kind of had no room. Because at you all.
0: you didn't listen to your own self. Yeah. Yeah. You and prioritized other people.
1: Everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Everybody else. And always. It, it was yeah. my default mode. Yeah. So after a while, I mean, I hope nobody gets through life on that mode. I really do. Because I mean, you're not living your life right. at all. Because the thing is. Not only was it people pleasing, but you have to become somebody different for every person that you have in front of you.
0: Yeah. Shape shifting.
1: Shape shifting always. And I was good at it. I was good at it. So when I turned 21, about when I had that burnout, basically, it was kind of like I felt like I was in a maze. And I took so many detours trying to please you and you and maybe what you want and maybe what you that I kind of stopped and thought, okay. I'm 21. What do I want? I had no idea who I was, let alone what I wanted. Yeah. And you kind of look back and think, I've been playing this game for decades. I have no, I I mean, I've never felt that lost in my life. And so my way of coping in a way was, okay, just keep studying. It it became almost too much. Mm -hmm. It was definitely another mechanism, defense mechanism for sure. But it was one of the, you know, the most beneficial one let's say because at least i was learning to slowly get myself out of those patterns mm-hmm. slowly trying to just allow myself to figure out who, yeah. who i am and what i want yeah. and just the, what took the most time was being okay with that mm-hmm. being okay with what that looked like felt yeah. like being okay with losing a whole bunch of those people that yeah of course yeah, I don't like that version of you at all. Like Yeah. And so they kind of drop away mm-hmm. slowly. And yeah, it was a roller coaster ride for sure. It was absolutely a roller coaster ride because there were times where it hurt too much so I couldn't face myself, therefore mm-hmm. help anybody in mm-hmm. that time. And I would say I had two pretty major burnouts. There was that one at 21 and mm-hmm. there was one uh, a few years back where I had the diplomas, I had mm. the titles, I was doing pretty well. I was working full-time also, though, in mm. another job. And mm. I had clients, and And I remember starting to feel tired. Yeah. It, it felt like being tired, but all the time.
0: Uh, like chronic fatigue. Yeah, and yeah. not wanting
1: to get to work, but always loving being there. Mm. So that's kind of a weird dichotomy, because you feel like, no, I love this client. I love what I'm doing with her. I love to see her blossom. I I love everything about this job, but it felt so heavy, even just mm-hmm. waking up in the morning, knowing that I have that later on after my full day of job, after supper for the kids, after, you know, life, mm-hmm. life, lifing, right? And so when it just happened, so happened that all my clients stopped for a little while, Mm -hmm. they felt okay. So that's kind of the job. And it's, it's a weird job too, because you're wishing and working for them to stop seeing you. That's, Mm. that's the idea. So it's a weird wheel that you're in because you need to always have more clients, get more clients and try to find more all the time, because the idea is to never, ever be paid for no reason. I mean, that's,
0: that's integrity. integrity. I appreciate that.
1: it's a must. So at that time, they were all doing well. Uh, I don't need the money because I have the other job, and I felt like I'm going to take a break. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little tired. I'm going to take a break, and I hoped, thought it would be maybe six months. It's a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. I'll rest. My third child was a little young, so I felt it. It just made so much sense on paper, mm-hmm. and I convinced myself, and I convinced all my clients. I'll be back. I'll be back. You're good. I'm good. We're all good. Have five, and you know. And it took me six years. It took oh me goodness. six years. And of those six years, to be honest, yeah. the last maybe four, there's no way I'm doing this ever again. I love what I was able to do with the profession the time that I was there. But it felt like first, imposter syndrome was, had completely taken me over. I mean, six years. Mm. Who am I to help? anybody at this point there's no way I'll ever be able to show my face around other colleagues of mine that's one thing and who would even trust me to help them out if it took me this long and I wasn't coming out of the hole I mean that's the other thing I was just overwhelmed and it was just Mm -hmm. way too much and I wasn't even coaching so and then COVID hit which Mm. you know everybody knows so and honestly I was so privileged and the fact that we were spared on every level so we didn't lose our jobs we started working from home so it was actually even better for me i love working from home mm-hmm. saved money on bus fares and i mean so i saved time so for me and i absolutely realized that god bless everybody every, the thousands and thousands of people who have really struggled those two, two years ongoing right mm-hmm. for me i must say it wasn't that but what happened is i started to come out of it i started mm. to kind of started to breathe again and look mm. around me and then i could only see that suffering i could only see so many people around me without the tools that i had mm-hmm. without support i mean mm-hmm. here in canada there are lists the lists are overflowing for psychologists, for psychotherapists, yeah. for psychiatrists. I mean, and it—and it's bad. And it's at a breaking point. I mean, it's terrifying. It is absolutely yeah. terrifying. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm not ready now. But I started feeling so much sadness for the people who, I mean, I knew what it meant to, to just raise your hand, mm-hmm. just how hard it was to just raise your hand, to say, I'm not making it. I am not. I need help to yeah. so then <laughs> not have somebody on the other side. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The grab it is for me is just it's, it's a no. It's a no. Yeah. That can't happen because the majority of people are not raising their hands. So the one that right. are, you can't just have a OK, well, we'll get back to you in eight months. Right. That's so I saw that and I thought, man, I just hope I get to coaching. I hope. I feel that fire again Mm -hmm. in the pit of my stomach. And I remember it. I remember where it is. Mm -hmm. And if I do, I will. And I started seeing that light. I started Mm. feeling like, oh my God, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting Mm. stronger. I think maybe. And meditation was one of the tools, Mm. but it was kind of the tool In the sense of, if we look at meditation as just looking inward without judgment, Mm -hmm. just stopping for a sec to get, Mm. you know, just a breath in. Um, If we're thinking of meditation as communion, as connection, Mm. as Mm -hmm. that's what saved me. So Mm.
0: So like during that six years of like a sabbatical that you yeah. took after the second burnout, what what happened? The internal healing, I would assume, how did that happen? How did that unfold? Unfold, yeah. Honestly,
1: for those six, at least four, four and a half, I'm, I'm sleeping through life. I'm just, I'm barely... Mm-hmm hopefully i think an okay mom i think i i kind of got that down and i was able to kind of prioritize what i need to prioritize thank god but at work i was doing the bare minimum and mm-hmm. i lost contact with my friends and i mean it was just the bare minimum afterwards what i remember i read always i i am mm-hmm. an avid reader i read every day and i knew i liked it and i completely stopped reading oh no Completely. In those six years. And it was, it wasn't even conscious. I just stopped reading and I stopped buying books because I, Mm. I mean, I was complete. It's not even that I was asleep. I was extinguished. I wasn't there. So any passionate, any kind of yearning was muffled completely. So I just, I stopped
0: reading. So you're completely disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of dead. I mean, body is alive, but like inside is kind of dead. Almost dead. Yeah. And numb.
1: Definitely numb. Mm. Definitely numb. I could still remember what shape shifting was, right? Mm -hmm. So I could still kind of play the part of being alive. Mm. I could be alive with my kids just enough that they have a mom. I kind of got that. So I kind of always had this link to Mm -hmm. especially the people really close to me. Yeah. And I remember thinking, don't they know? Don't they feel that I'm barely there it's, mm-hmm. it's it's such a weird I mean the reason why I can help people I think that are in those dark times those dark moments is that I know it so well mm. I remember just being at a party and not smiling at all not talking to anybody not, and it kind of being okay you know nobody's checking up on me and because Tanya's always fine right so there's no reason to go mm-hmm. check up on her and on, on top of that she has the diplomas, right? So I mean, she is fine. She, if she wasn't fine, she'd know, she'd know what to do with it. And mm-hmm. that kind of compounds on mm. the imposter syndrome, for sure. Because you think I should know my way out of this maze, mm. of course, especially if it's mine. Like um, so much
0: guilt and shame to you oh, admit God. that you are not yeah. fine.
1: And that I don't think enough therapists, coaches, I don't think there's enough of us speaking about that. Because, and I, I don't even know that there's that much judgment thrust upon us. It's on ourselves. It yeah. feels like I should have this down. I mean, if I'm a pastry chef, I don't forget how to make pastries. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a weird, but it's true. And now you're a therapist and you're in depression. Mm-hmm. You, you know it can happen. You know that. You know what to do. Definitely go get help. And you're just not doing it. There's no real explanation as to why you're not doing it, but not today. And when I tried, it was kind of, it fizzled out and I, the next day I was kind of a little better and I thought, no, I think I'm good. And Mm. it was so much shame. That's the word. I was hiding completely Mm. and I don't know why. Again, I credit life because with all of that, there's a spirituality aspect that, it's always been there for me. I'm always, mm-hmm. I've always been kind of curious at the very least, but this is a whole new level. And I believe that life was kind of there. life, whatever you want to call it, source, you know, mm-hmm. something was kind of always there waiting for me to be ready yeah. and kind of showing me some few inklings and some few glimmers mm-hmm. of light. And there's a book mm-hmm. that kind of crossed my mind and just on my social media. I mean, just it popped. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, I wanted to read that book. Mm. I'll buy that book. And I, and of course, Amazon very quickly, I had the book the next day. So I could Mm -hmm. at least stay in that momentum. Yeah. Very short space. If I had told myself, I'm going to go buy the book in a week, it would have fizzled out. I know it would have, but you're, Mm -hmm. you're on it. You're on your phone. Let me just buy the book. And it's, I mean, it's shipped. So the next day I started reading again Mm. and I read probably, I would say at least 50 pages in just one sitting. And I remember feeling like, oh, something's happening. I didn't know what. Mm. And of course, it's the chicken or the egg. Did I want to buy the book because I was feeling better? Or was I feeling better because I was reading the book? Mm. I, I don't have an answer to that. I know for sure now, days that I don't feel like reading, days that I don't feel like taking a walk, Mm-hmm. days that i don't feel like laughing at something that's just silly or just fun days where my song comes on the radio and i don't feel like dancing i stop i stop mm-hmm. i will never ever ignore those signals ever again and for me reading it wasn't even the book itself it was a very analytical book it was on psychotherapy i think and- it wasn't the best book for that but it had nothing to do with that. It was just it, was, it had act.
0: everything to do with you reading. Like yeah. you doing the reading. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wanting to reach out to something again. Yeah. It was hope. Yeah. Basically. What I bought that day from Amazon was hope. I don't read novels. I wish I did some reading that's just not so intense all the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I am all about the psychological and the spiritual books. And it's just it's what I want. you right. And it was it was kind of too dense. But so I kind of put it aside after maybe I was halfway through. But mm-hmm. I had 20 other books in my cart. Mm-hmm. I had three or four coming on their way. And then and I remember thinking, I'm not I don't know that I'm going to coach again. But I will read. I Mm. will do that. I will read every day and jot down notes and feel what what impact it has on me and what moves inside of me because I've gained some perspective, any perspective. And it always kind of became their compasses for me. I mean, it it was just such a relief to know that I was getting better. Didn't know if it would last. I didn't even care at that time. Felt like I was finally... You know, my lips were out of the water. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot, but when it's been years, you're happy about it. You're really ecstatic about, wow, this feels good and it feels right. Yeah. And I think maybe the next purchase, I bought maybe 20 books, which perhaps the 10th that I read was Joe Dispenza's book. Which and one did you read? Do you remember? It was, um, it was Becoming Supernatural.
0: I That book changed my life.
1: It's just... And I remember that's what we spoke of. Yes. When we, when we met. When, when we first clicked. met. Yeah. Yeah. Because I bought a few of his. And mm-hmm. th- I, I'm going to read them all. But I remember reading that book. And it's not that easy of a read.
0: No, it's got a lot of hard information.
1: Yeah. And everything kind of feels like the deepest truth you've ever heard, right? So it's kind of like, okay, let me just reread that for just What? What? You know, everything kind of vibrated in me when I was reading. And then I I lost it. Like I was on YouTube Mm -hmm. hours a day listening Mm -hmm. to to him. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is one of the absolute best you can meditate with the man. First, there's ranges of meditation from Mm -hmm. him. So for sure, you can find something that you'll love, that you'll click with, depending on where you're at at that time, what you're looking for. There's manifestation in that, and that completely busted me open. It completely changed my mind.
0: Really loved about his book and his approach was that it was based on scientific data. Yeah, because I thought meditation was kind of a ooh thing. Yeah. Yeah. for so-called spiritual people believe in and do my image was you are in a field barefoot dancing yeah. wearing <laughs> a flowy clothing yeah. and i could not relate yeah. to that vision yeah. yeah but what he put together in that book was something with my analytical mind i could understand yeah and so that gave me a way like access to meditation
1: yeah, yeah. it did the yeah. absolute same to me it felt like coming home
0: Mm. I
1: gravitate towards people, books, trainings, situations that feel like home. And I believe mm. that we kind of all do. It's yeah. just home feels differently at yeah. different times of our lives and for, you know, each and every one of us. But he made it so I couldn't stop meditating anymore. Let's say that. Like <laughs> That's it was good. That's too so good. <laughs> It was so, it was kind of juicy almost. It was adventurous. And I, yeah. I kept thinking, I wonder how far I could go. I wonder oh my how long I could the, last.
0: That's the exact <laughs> attitude that I had yeah. when I first started meditation and yeah. then started seeing the benefits and learning more and more. I was like, how far does this rabbit hole go? Yeah. I really want to go see it. Yeah. And yeah. that led me to taking meditation teacher training, mm-hmm. even though I had no desire or plan to teach or guide meditation for other people. Yeah. I just wanted to see. I was so curious. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. And I tried meditation before. I was young when I first tried, mm. and I didn't like it at all. So when somebody tells me, Oh, I tried, it, I get it. I get yeah. it it bothers me. And I kind of try to convince them. But I remember you you couldn't have convinced me. And I remember thinking, what changed? I mean, is it him? Maybe great if it's him. But back then, when I tried to meditate, it felt lonelier inside than in than out.
0: Mm, Because you are disconnected. Exactly. So
1: you go in, I mean, I'm not saying that's the issue for everybody that hasn't tried or hasn't tried a second time, but, or even kept at it, you know, as a Mm -hmm. daily practice. But for me, when I tried, no matter what, guided, not guided, music, anything, it always felt like it felt lonely and Mm -hmm. it felt, it was scary almost. I mean, I remember thinking. Unsafe, unsafe, yeah. Mm -hmm. And just whatever I'm trying to sometimes escape from outside Mm -hmm. by meditating or even heal from Mm -hmm. outside it's worse when I go in. I mean, I hated how quickly my mind sped up all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, thoughts bouncing up the, when I went in and went and became silent, it was tenfold. So why would I even put myself through that? Yeah. And it was an issue for me until it wasn't until it felt quiet to go in.
0: What happened in between?
1: First off, I did the work, so I cleaned up Mm -hmm. a lot of my stuff. So, I mean, it's not that it, that I mean, it it felt lonely. Yes, when I went in, but I mean, it felt like I was closer to all my demons. It felt Mm -hmm. like any limitations that were kind of hovering on the surface were just right in my face. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it felt really confrontational. Mm -hmm. Everything that I was hoping, yearning to escape was right there. So Mm -hmm. when you clean that stuff up, Yeah, I'm thinking, okay, somebody's hearing that saying, oh, again, again, I have to, yeah, I'm sorry. I wish, I wish there was another way. But that baggage that we choose, in a way, Mm -hmm. for a survival as Mm -hmm. a child, most Mm -hmm. times. It has to be settled. It has to be looked through. You need to make better choices. You need to realize what you've actually been through. You mm. need to realize who you're, you're meant to become, who you want to become. This is yeah. your life. We probably have just one. I mean, it's just like, ah, right? So
0: we know something is not working for us, yeah. but we don't want to deal with it because it's most likely scary frightening yeah. and takes work and we don't know what to do so we yeah. will just shove it down yeah and then hide it under the carpet and then exactly. over and over again by doing that it's still there and you know there yeah. and you don't want to open it ever again exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. who knows what it has become it's yeah. like you know there's um half rotten tomatoes in your fridge and yeah. you know it's been like a month and you know. You were never gonna eat it, but yeah, it's kind of scary to see how moldy it's gotten. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you would just leave it there. <laughs> exactly.
1: I'll the do it tomorrow. Fr-
0: yeah. <laughs> the whole fridge is the gonna whole apartment like... is
1: stinking. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I think most of the time when you finally take a peek, it's yeah. never as bad as you think. It never yeah. is. It's you. Yeah
0: it's you yeah we make it our mind will make it worse much worse than it is yeah yeah
1: and and it's his job our ego does not want us to look there so it's his job to make it as frightening with the biggest alarm systems everywhere around it no we will die and the the ego in a way kind of a little bit does right so he's doing his job it's doing his job the thing is I wish most of us didn't get to rock bottom before we kind of decided to allow ourselves to just at least stop adding to the mold and taking it one day at a time. But Because I don't see any other answer to your question. It became okay for me to dive in when it wasn't so scary to dive in but not only that there's a shift that happens where in many ways outside is a lot scarier yeah it's a lot scarier to deal with life real life when you go in and you're probably in a room where it's familiar and you're surrounded with your things and it Mm -hmm. smells like you and maybe you have a blanket and maybe you Mm -hmm. have a cushion and then you know Do it up. Like, I mean, just make sure that it's so inviting and Mm -hmm. so comfortable. Yeah. And slowly, I didn't start with an hour meditation. I knew I won't last. I'll just space out. Mm -hmm. Even if I stay there and I keep my head, (laughs) my headphones on. I'll space out. So maybe five, 10 minutes, Mm -hmm, finding mm -hmm. that music or finding that voice. I remember I started listening to Michael Seeley. I don't know if you know him. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. I'll send you some of the stuff. He is so good. I mean, his voice, there's something about great guides and their voice. Mm -hmm. There's something that kind of wraps you up. And I get this. Yes, They don't all have the same effects on everybody, but it kind of has to Mm -hmm. find the person that wraps you up. And so it helps you kind of navigate those waters slowly because you have this reassuring call to yourself that Mm -hmm. kind of, no matter the words, kind of say it's okay, you know, Mm -hmm. it's
0: okay. Yeah, I have um, a meditation teacher that I took the training from. And even before I took the training, I would go into the studio because the studio was right behind of my former office building, and sometimes I would just go and then take a session. And Mm. his voice was the voice that I really could connect to. And every single session, I just bawled my eyes out. Mm. His voice carried so much love, acceptance, Mm. and warmth, and I felt it was okay to. Let something go. Yeah, it gave me the safety, the sense of safety. Yeah, yeah. So I totally know when you say like certain voice, it resonates with you. You know, you don't know why. You cannot yeah. have the explanation, but yeah. yeah. So finding the uh, the voice that resonates with you is really important. Yeah,
1: and either or the music or. Yeah. And I love what you just said, because honestly, a lot of the times I feel that I'm releasing something. I don't even know what it is. I don't either. <laughs> something is moving through me. It yeah. feels like I don't need it anymore. Right. It doesn't even necessarily feel that horrible or that mm-hmm. painful. It's just, and it feels like my eyes are leaking yeah. sometimes. It's just, I'm not crying. My eyes are leaking, but that release, I mean, you get completely hooked to that. Yes, there is no therapy. I'm not saying that meditation could replace therapy for everybody. No, but the combination is Mm -hmm. absolutely next level. Any type of meditation practice that you can, it's become, I mean, there's a lot more talk about it, which I think is amazing, but there's a lot more opinions on it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of defeating the purpose. If somebody, I remember listening to, to this great teacher that I really, truly love say washing your dishes isn't meditation. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling kind of, I didn't like that he said that, but I remember thinking, I I understand what he says. And where Mm -hmm. I'm at, I can kind of hear that I also need meditation, sitting, feet on the floor, grounded chakra, like really Mm -hmm. just deep meditation. But at the same time, And I'm not, you know, disputing what he said. And as I said, I mean, he knows way better than I do. But I remember thinking the person who thinks and feels that she or he is meditating during the dishes and feels that it's the only time that she can or can't. I don't like that. She now maybe believes, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not even meditating. I should just find whatever feels Mm -hmm. you're coming back to yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: And being present.
0: Right. Yeah. If doing so dishes, doing? like if you're being really present with doing what you are doing at that moment, yeah, then I think it serves the purpose. I think so. Yeah.
1: Or it, it feels good to me to think mm-hmm. so. So I'm going to definitely with clients, if anybody came to me and said, I really hate meditating, it won't be part of the coaching. It'll be time that I give you afterwards. Could we please just take five minutes? Have mm-hmm. you tried this? Have you tried? You can't not like any of it. It's just impossible. It's our nature. It's Mm -hmm. coming back to your nature. So if it's walking in the woods, Mm -hmm. go walk in the woods. If it's painting, any artist, Mm -hmm. any artist doing their crafts, Or just being paid or not for it. I mean, anybody that is humming a a song while you're, you know, you're with your child. I mean, it's all shutting out the noise that Mm we're way too, we're way too accustomed to. It's so noisy out there and out here. And I didn't know before Mm. I started meditating how noisy did I make it on top of how actually Mm. noisy the world is Mm -hmm. and now it's become a must we spoke of it for me meditation is my religion, my medicine, my what have you, it is is where I get to ask any question I want. Mm -hmm. It's where I get all my answers. Mm -hmm. Most of them, the really big, important ones. Mm -hmm. It's where I get to clean out all my relationship stuff. Really, I have a coach. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. I often bring in what I've come up with during meditation in mm-hmm. the coaching session. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's all, it's all important. It's all significant, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that I could have, uh, there's maturity also, of course, but I don't think I could have said that I knew myself truly mm-hmm. in the nooks and cranes, like even in the, in the spots where you don't look, where, where you have those moldy tomatoes. I don't <laughs> think that I knew myself that well before and now mm-hmm. it started with trying to stretch that space inside of me of, mm-hmm. of just trying to kind of sit quiet and let my mind do whatever she wants and be okay with it mm-hmm. and just watch it go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the hugest shift. And then not only that, realizing, you know what, I kind of like mm-hmm. who I am
0: that yeah. happened
1: with meditation too yeah I spent so long trying to be somebody else for sure I didn't like her I, I mean I mean it kind of goes with I never really dawned on me that no no I think I've always liked myself
0: yeah
1: it wasn't about that it wasn't about that it didn't um, register anymore because it was important The important person was whomever was in front of me so yeah. but now to go back in every day and have that time be a priority.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have kids, I have the job, I have the goals and great projects. I have I mean I have and not only that, the 6 years that I was sleeping, it's now expanded to, to a level which is absolutely insane because everything, all your passions and your impulses are are still there once you mm-hmm. get out of that. Mm-hmm. There's so much life in me now. There's so much mm-hmm. it, it, I don't feel I I've worked on that. I don't feel like I've wasted six years. There's no gain in seeing it that way, but I do feel like there's a lot that I could have accomplished. So now's the time and time mm-hmm. is ticking. And so yeah. when I hear people say, I don't have time, I mean, saying that you don't have time to meditate sounds okay again on paper, but what you're saying is that you don't have time for yourself. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a no, no, that kind of doesn't work. It it, right. it doesn't. And there's the saying, if you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, mm-hmm. then you need an hour, right? And yeah. I remember seeing that saying, oh, okay, that's me. That is so <laughs> me. That is so me. And it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. You have five minutes. You do yeah. find it, make it, you, you do, you absolutely do.
0: So not only meditation changed your own life, but your coaching style, your work yeah. that you do Has been deeply impacted.
1: Deeply, deeply. I sometimes ask myself because there's one client that came back. So basically, Mm -hmm. she knew me before the six years, Mm -hmm. and she knows me now. And I and right now, it's all about her. But in a few months, maybe I'll ask. Do you find it different? It can't be a no for sure. She finds that I'm different because, yeah, first off, it's not about me. I just said it. It's not about me anymore it's not about asking the perfect question it's not about having offering the perfect ha ha moments when I hear of coaches saying that they help that they transform lives mm-hmm. I kind of cringe inside and feel oof mm-hmm. first that that's heavy that's some yeah. heavy stuff to put so on. so much screen. responsibility so much responsibility <laughs> and you're not doing the work honey you're not they are, they mm, are. And I yeah. did it for myself. So I'm not take, I'm not claiming that I work from somebody ever, ever. Mm. You're doing the work. Am I facilitating? Hopefully. Am I supporting? Yeah. Do I have a few good ideas? Yeah. I mean, you have to be paying me for, for something, but you're doing the work. So mm. now I speak so much less. There's so much more flow. I work a lot more in the direction or in the sense of getting myself out of the way. Mm. A, a good coaching session there's strategic flow to it yes there are questions that are you know important to ask it there's a way to coach of course mm-hmm. and we all have our ways and our styles and that's what i love but there's magic behind that there's something mm-hmm. that's operating that has nothing to do with me i sometimes get rattled you know she could say something and it kind of hits home and i'm i'm not inside of myself grounded enough. So I kind of, I miss that. And, and I'm trying too hard, you know, so I'm trying and I'm trying, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure it out for her. And then I kind of feel exhausted after five minutes and I'm not having fun. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of looking at me like, well, where are you going with that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It all, You know, it kind of all sinks in. And I remember last time feeling like, you know what, I'm sorry, please go ahead. And I just sat inside myself and just dropped the fight. Mm. for what you know whatever reason that I was and I kind of quickly realized oh when she said that that's what hit me and okay, I'll go I'll deal with that later fine and I was there again mm. and She came up with the absolute best next step, the Mm -hmm. absolute divine way of clearing something up for her or gaining perspective on the problem that she's had for a long time. And I remember thinking, this is coaching. Tanya, Mm -hmm. please remember, this is coaching. Mm -hmm. This is it. And so you absolutely need to be comfortable with not having all the answers to be able to offer that space to whatever deep down, is meant
0: to happen. We have the answers. Yeah, right?
1: We all do. We're not broken, none okay. of us. We all have exactly what we need. Yeah. It's unlearning. It's about peeling off those mm-hmm. layers. It's just about unlearning.
0: Yeah. And, and we probably need to be reminded that we know the answers. Yeah. Cuz yeah. nobody really told me that growing up. Everybody yeah, no. told me that the answers are elsewhere, outside it, of yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's probably the biggest disservice that we do to our kids. And I'm—I I'm, yeah. mean, I'm a mom. I fell into that hard, of course, yeah. of course. Go to school, do your things. Do—I it. mean, it's—it's it's kind of so ingrained, right? And yeah. the problem is, we believe it works,
0: and it right. doesn't.
1: It doesn't. There's so many successful unhappy people. I mean. Could we please just stop the trade? I mean, it's yeah. not working. It isn't, it isn't working. And especially as kids, we come here knowing all of it. It's all in that seed that we are. Mm-hmm. And we unlearn it and we try to fit in. And we yeah. are a triangle, but they're all squares. So yeah. we kind of need to fit into that square. And yeah. And it's, um, it's not working, but it's, it's creating so much suffering, so, so much suffering. And we are really globally seeing that representation
0: yeah.
1: everywhere in a deep way. Like I'm hoping, I know, I know a lot of us are waking up to this because it's time. It's time. It's yes. not going well. It's not going well. It's a lot of suffering kids yeah, in adult big pants uh, yeah. with big jobs yeah. and some of them have their big hands above mm-hmm. a very important big red button i mean it's not there's no joke we kind of need to allow this new way of slowing down and mm-hmm. just, and just deciding what's important yeah. and and realizing that you know what none of us are getting out of life first mm-hmm. and none of us are making it out are doing any of it alone Mm -hmm. we need each other we need each other and that starts with connecting Mm -hmm. to myself
0: and making peace with yourself right yeah otherwise if you're not making peace with yourself it's impossible to make peace with anybody else correct and the traumas that you have inside of you that you have not dealt with are going to play out outside of you with other people that you deal with yeah and the traumas are going to create more traumas externally
1: yeah i don't remember when but i remember when i realized that in the design of life Mm -hmm. it's in a loving intention that we're meeting up with these we're bumping into each other Mm -hmm it's in a loving intention to see, look, you're hurting. And so is she, and that's where the pain is. Mm -hmm. And you can both heal each other. And when it happens, it's life affirming. It's amazing meeting somebody that you can have a relationship with and really be true and vulnerable with, and, Mm -hmm. you know, look into each other's eyes and say, you know what, I, I see you, I see you. And there's nothing wrong with you. I love who you are. You bring me so much joy. You, and you know what, you see me too. And I love giving myself that space to just be curious and see who am I with you truly. Mm. And how does that feel? When you start slowly building that relationship with yourself, building those relationships with other people and mm. feel the threat that you were carrying kind of dissipates
0: Mm.
1: more and more. Mm. You kind of, I mean, it's not even hard to not put those masks on again, because we're not meant to wear them. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't Mm. feel necessary anymore. And when I do I kind of check in, Mm -hmm. why is it me? It could just be me and the person in front of me is in open arms and really I should trust this person and it's my old stuff. Or no, there's a literal threat. Uh, I need to protect myself. I need to step out. I need to, you know, what have you. Of course, that's Mm -hmm. also the the ego's job. And we're we're glad that it's there, monitoring everything. But mostly seeing that I know for sure that everybody deep down is okay. Yeah. Everybody is okay. That changed my profession quite Mm -hmm. a bit. You're not Mm -hmm. coming to me for me to fix you because you ain't broken. Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to have all these magical answers because you have them yourself. Mm -hmm. Then it's just being with somebody in deep um, appreciation, just that you're allowing me to see parts of yourself that I very well know have been hidden for a long time that you don't share with many people and to kind of create that bridge slowly. So then you can turn around with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your, your, your children, your Mm -hmm. neighbors, your boss, and kind of stay grounded. Okay. This is who I am now might not be who I am tomorrow, but this is who I am now is everything absolutely everything and whatever you need to do to get there Mm -hmm. i hope more and more people as i said get that yearning get that call to Mm -hmm. finally just let go to just let go and i mean i keep saying just allow themselves to be yeah just try it out it it can't be worse than what you've been putting yourself through
0: that is so true yeah it's, yeah.
1: it's a little scary, right? The yeah. journey we're both on learning to do this new skill and mm-hmm. learning to speak and use our voice, especially yeah. when it was a big no-no as a child. It's right. a little scary. There's a it's, part of me saying, yeah. what are you doing?
0: What are I'm you doing? Familiar. You're going to
1: be judged, you're going to be rejected, you're going to be laughed out. Either you're going to fail and they're going to laugh at you, or you're going to succeed and they're going to hate you. I mean, it's all there. When, mm-hmm. you, when you step out of that comfort, it's all still there. Yeah. But it is worth it.
0: Yeah. As long as you are connected to yourself. Yeah. Then you're okay. Yeah. You approve it yourself. So exactly. that's the most important person that you need to get approval from. It is. And
1: there's no self confidence without it. Yeah. There's none because you don't control most of it. Right. So might as well keep your focus on your own reactions yeah. and planning out your life. What what yeah. does it look like? You know, and again, that child, if I were going to ask her or him, what, mm-hmm. what does it look like? What, what, what do you want to be when you want to, when you're going to grow up? You know, what excites you? What brings enthusiasm? What saddens you? What, what is your favorite? Anything always. Mm-hmm. What is, you know, we may have forgotten. Mm -hmm. But it's still there. Of course it is.
0: Yeah. See, like I personally trust people, not only the coaches or guys, but like people in general Mm. who have gone through the dark nights of their soul Mm. and then come out of it. Because I know what they have gone through. I know that they can face the dark time and be tough enough and then learn enough to come out of it. Yeah. So I trust that process that anybody has gone through because we, we learn what we need to learn in one way or another. Yeah. And the pain or dark time, the hardship is actually the best teacher. Yeah. It doesn't so. feel that way <laughs> when you're going it through does it. Does but not, looking it back, not. Mm-hmm. it made you, Tanya, personally a better coach i believe so yeah for sure yeah for
1: sure and you're right i'm much less scared of that yeah that night and now now
0: you can guide your clients through that same journey similar journey it's different for each person but you know the person can also go through it and come out of it absolutely and i think your clients can tell and feel confidence in you And the other thing
1: is I'll never be the coach who kicks you in because I, I get it. I get it. I get that you're terrified of even dipping your toe in there. Mm -hmm. I get it. I'm so I'm sitting right next to you and let's just dip our toes slowly, slowly. I know that it's not going to be as bad as you think. I am so much more in tune and, aware yeah. of what it means mm-hmm. to take that leap we're, yeah. we're going in but it will take the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm much more that like if we're stalling and it's not helping you yeah that's part of the toolbox so I, mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. I can dip into that but I don't see coaching mostly there the coaching is mostly I see you. I know you can do it. I know you can make it and you Mm -hmm. will make it out alive. And I will never leave you. I am here for the long haul. And that's where we kind of figure out in the trenches. Okay, let's just look and play and just what is this? Where does this come from? What do you need now? What part of your voice did you leave behind? What do you still believe that probably isn't even yours. What are you carrying? That's not even yours. Can we drop that? That's where the transformation happens. That's Mm -hmm. when the real work begins. And that's what Mm -hmm. I love. That's what I love. That pull to become who you are.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, because with all of this, I am sure that if you're here, there's a reason and there's a really important we need you if you're here if you're alive at this time especially it means that we need you Mm. there's something there's a gift there is a contribution there's a direction we're supposed to look at through you there's something yeah even as a child I've always been I was always looking at that kid behind the class alone Mm. and the smaller one, or and I could always feel like, oh, that's it's not fair. I, and I'm a grown up now, and I still feel those kids in the back of the classroom thinking, there's something in you, there's a light in you for mm-hmm. sure. Now, why did you dim it? Yeah. And if you're okay with it, fine, but I don't think you are. Yeah. So it's so all about connection. Everything we spoke of today, I mean, it's all about that meeting. Yeah, between you and you you and yeah. the other yeah. us collectively it's all in that meeting it's all in those conversations that's why i said yes to this interview i mean there's <laughs> something about the enticement of i don't know who's gonna listen to this i don't know who it's gonna reach i don't and it's exciting to know maybe there's a little something that perhaps for you and I didn't really mean that much in our conversation. That's kind of going to hit somebody in just the right moment in just the right way and wake that up for them. Yeah. There's such beauty in that.
0: Yeah. I I love how you put it. And I so appreciate that you took time and then came back and what a gift that you are offering. What a contribution that you're offering to the, the collective. Thank you so much.
1: And I remember what happened in December of this uh, 2021, I took the podcast class and started Mm -hmm. thinking about a whole bunch of things and Mm -hmm. working on my self-confidence and which was absolutely amazing. And then I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to post one motivational, inspirational, what have you thing a day for a year.
0: I I love what you've been posting. Every, Every post has substance to it. And I love it. I try, I try and it, it was a pretty big
1: step, but it was my baby step. And I had so much fun doing it. I mm. had so much fun doing it. And I thought, okay, so French and English, I'll do both. That is one thing that I'm sending out for free and just letting it breathe on its own. And we'll see and it started with yes, little tidbits on meditation and little, mm-hmm. and just giving some, some glimmer of hope to anybody, yeah. anybody. Yeah. And it started with the idea that there might be just one person that I'm meant to reach and I cannot not try what I can to reach that person that could maybe tonight be on the brink. Yeah. Whenever I felt unworthy and who am I to think that maybe... You know those old pattern thoughts. It just it, they got so boring. After a while, it just got so boring <laughs> hearing them. I remember thinking, okay, yeah. just picture this one person who will probably never tell you, by the way, that he or she is being reached by what, because it's how it works. But is reading every single one of them, or just the, the one that he or she is meant to read? You're gonna do it for him or her. And one of my mantras that I have on my wall is, make it about them. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So every time I feel again that kind of that pull towards the bottom of just shush again just be quiet and go to your corner in the safe in the mm-hmm. safety of your own of your own thoughts I rise back up and yeah. say no there is this one person I might reach today so I'm going to do it and for my clients it's the exact same thing and I'm going to be a coach with clients or not Mhm. But I will never, hopefully, ever forget who I am.
0: Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah. So that's the uh, attitude behind the PACT 2022.
1: It is. is. It is. Um, that's your idea.
0: Instagram handle name and also yeah. the Facebook group name.
1: Yes, exactly. I started that in January. It was all January 1st. Mm -hmm. And the idea was exactly to reach me, the person who's just like me a few years back, struggling with, you know, big or small things. It doesn't matter if you're struggling, you're struggling, but just doesn't feel Okay for any reason to reach out or has reached out, but there's nobody there to help or support or mm-hmm. your family doesn't get you or you know you, your friends don't get you right. um, Anybody that is suffering alone, I my, my heart bleeds for them. so it's kind of a safe way to wink at them and say you never have to say a word. you never mm-hmm. have to do anything. you never have to change anything. Uh, if it helps, I'm glad. If you need help, I hope you're raising that hand. Mm -hmm. There's always options. Yeah. But I really, really get that maybe you're not seeing them right now. And it's okay. Yeah. And it's okay. So the pact 2022 was kind of about let's try to create, uh, co-create this community of like-minded souls who Mm -hmm. just are a safe place to land on. In yeah. different I mean we don't have to all be therapists and coaches it's not about that there's a lot of us with flashlights in our hands and there's a lot of people in the dark so it's kind of just look at what I'm seeing look at what I'm going through and if you feel in any way that it resonates with you yeah. then come on in and just join chat you know join yeah. the conversation and help if you can if you want in any way
0: it's a collective so- effort
1: I think yeah. it has to be and it's it's a lot more fun mm-hmm. when there's a there's a few of us. Both groups the Facebook groups is very few people, the Instagram is a little bit more but I mean I love that I'm adding a space. Mm-hmm. There are many. That's the other thing if it's not me, no problem. It's just I just want to make sure that you don't feel like there's no one. Mm-hmm. Because I don't believe that to be true. I have met so many amazing people in just a few months Mm -hmm. that I've really kind of really made an imprint, like really changed me and helped me see things in ways that I haven't. It's, I mean, daily on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So that's what social media is ultimately. Yeah. I mean, the power of that tool that we have is amazing in that reach. That's basically what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm somebody that had a hard time raising my hand for help. I'm a lot better at raising my hand to help others. So Mm. that's kind of what I'm doing. And whomever kind of grabs onto my hand, I promise I won't let go.
0: That's awesome. Mm. So people can reach out to you and work with you. Yes. What's as, the best as, way to reach you um,
1: for, for, for the coaching is probably Facebook, the Facebook okay. group, uh, Veritas Coachings and my website, I would say my okay. website. So you can basically send me an email and uh, my information is on both in both places. And right. I, you know, I get back to you as soon as I can.
0: I will leave the information on the show notes. And thank you so much for this life-giving conversation.
1: It's really been all my pleasure, Asako. Thank you so, so much for the invitation.
0: Ah, so much great information. Here are the takeaways. Number one, oftentimes, the reason why you feel called to do healing work is that you also need to heal yourself through the process of healing others. Number two, we all have unhealed wounds from our childhood, No matter how big or small, when you go inward, take as much time as you need and be gentle with your inner child. Number three, are you living the life you want to live or are you living the life you believe the people around would approve? Number four, sometimes it takes so much courage to ask for help when you're going through a hard time. There's no shame in admitting you need help, even if you are a therapist or a coach. Number five, when you are in a dark place in your life, follow the breadcrumbs that might be dropped on your path and take small yet inspired actions. It might be a book that piques your interest. Go ahead and read it. It might be a friend who might pop into your mind. Go ahead and reach out to them. Number six, start noticing the small signs that you are starting to experience a burnout. As soon as you notice them, do something that would help you from going further into the burnout state. Have a few things in your toolkit in advance so that you can quickly use them. Number seven, when you first sit down to meditate, it might be challenging to or even frightening to look at your internal self. Your mind would do everything it can do to prevent you from facing your shadow. This will take practice. Keep going regardless, and what would most likely happen down the road is, you will start liking spending time with yourself more. Number eight, is there a half rotten tomato in your fridge? In other words, is there something in your life that you know it's not serving you, but you are not doing anything about it. Well, now is a good time to handle it before it gets worse. And once you do it, you'll realize it was not as bad as you thought. Number nine, when you meditate, curate your environment so that you feel safe and comfortable. Find a guide or music that gives you a sense of safety and comfort. Prioritize this time by making time for yourself because you are the most important person in your life. Number 10. You are not broken. You already have the answers inside of you. The work is to unlearn what you have learned so far and make peace with yourself. Once you make peace with yourself and build a relationship with yourself, you can do the same with other people. And a good coach can guide you through that process. Number 11. If you are here now, there is a good reason why. You are needed. Your contribution is needed. Number 12. You taking on responsibility for healing yourself is going to impact everyone around you. You speaking your truth might touch someone who needs to hear your message. You never know but be aware of the potential impact on the collective i hope you enjoyed this episode you can find more about tanya and her offerings on her website veritas-coaching.ca also get daily inspiration through her postings at the pact 2022 both on facebook and instagram all the links are on the show notes by the way How is your meditation journey going? Let me know. Do you have any questions or requests for the future episodes? Please feel free to DM me on my Instagram at masakozawa underscore photography. I would love to hear from you. You can also join my private Facebook group called Why Not Meditate? Oh, and if you are new to meditation, I have a gift for you. You can download a guide. Five steps to start your meditation practice by clicking the link on the show notes. It's free, so why not? Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend who might benefit from meditation. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, why not meditate?